Hi, and welcome to Falling Star, a Star Wars D6 RPG actual play podcast. I'm Jesse the Game Master. A quick caveat before we get started here. We had a technical incident while recording and unfortunately ended up losing a frustratingly large chunk of audio from this session. Suffice to say, no one was more unhappy than I. Rather than leave out that chunk of the story, I'll simply provide detailed synopsis for that time when it comes up. I also want to acknowledge the winner of our Stat My Navy contest, Carice Lucerin of the Rancor Pit, who submitted not one, but four ships. The Sonorous-class cruiser, the Tempo-class interceptor, the Cadence-class starfighter, and the Harmony-class cruiser. These ships' images and their write-ups will appear on the Facebook page and will be appearing in the story sort of in the background now. They'll show up in detail a little bit more later. Lastly, I want to thank Casca1967 of the Star Wars Artist Guild, who created the image of the agatic species that will also appear. For those of you unfamiliar, the Star Wars Artist Guild at swagonline.net is a collection of artists who put up some really amazing professional quality art based on the Star Wars universe. So, without further ado, Falling Star brings you Episode 3, Penumbra. I chop out huge sections of, of audio, so don't anything you say that isn't game related that isn't funny. We <laughs> well, chop talk about my plan to kill the president, things like that. Yeah, all right. yeah, that's stuff we we chop out. All right. Usually, usually. Hey, <laughs> but if I die the first game, I'm not Do we want to settle on a piece of order first? Can you take a piece of order, please? That's the reason, not because. I'm sorry. Can you go live and live on you for a minute? Fine, I will cook this. <laughs> yeah, there's other people at the table too. We'll play with them. Siri. Come here. Come here. Come here. Lay down. Hey, buddy. Come on. I know. New person. Well, first of all, where from? Laroses, Papa John's. Tomatoes. I guess I prefer Papa John's, but I'm, uh, I'm not so picky. But so far, everything gets a thumbs up from me. <laughs> you have a preference, Ron? I have no preference. Uh, I did print out your sheet. If you yeah, I was like, look at the guess. My actual book. The one you yeah. sent me at yeah, 1 o'clock in the morning. I, honestly, I didn't get a chance to look at it today. That's the, uh, no, I mean, I was falling a bit, like, asleep at like 7. And I was just waking up at like 1. Did you work at a hospital or? No, actually, right now, I just work uh, grading tests. Okay. So it's been a while since I've uh, done anything at the hospitals. So. Okay. What kind of tests do you think? No, actually, um, school kid tests. Like the oh. 12th grade proficiencies and things like that. Oh. So. I guess I thought I saw you graduating from an RN program or something. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't completely off base. I've been through uh, RN, there's an assistant. Uh, we'll go back and do something else in a little bit, too. Uh, right now, I'm just not. <laughs> we want to take a look. It was weird because uh, when I was in clinicals, I had like probably the worst clinical run that there was. And at one point, uh, there's a, uh, what is it called? Church of St. Leo, which is on the west side of town, more or less. And we actually drove through a shooting at that point, And it was right outside the church that I was doing my clinicals at. So it was just kind of like afterwards, I just needed a break. Okay. So we've taken a little time off. Um, so what kinds of pizza do you like? I guess that's the next question. I like meat. Meat? 
Not a huge meat fan. Not a huge meat fan. I like cheese. Cheese is good too. I know what you like. I'm um, gonna say yeah. I eat. Um, so, we want to do, um, I don't know how hungry people are. I like ham and pineapple, I like mushrooms, I like most things that don't cause heartburn. Two large, two toppings for 20 bucks. I think. I get breadsticks too, and then this can. Yeah, you can just get pizza. Okay, um, what do you get? Well, with two large, two large pizzas, we can do half and half of, or two toppings on every half. I wrote, we can pick a half. First thing you get that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that works out. Work. So. Jason, what do you want on your half? Um, sausage, Italian sausage and tomatoes. Yeah. Get two toppings, so onions and mushrooms. Um, what do you want to do this? Uh, I'm trying to find funding. We went to a farmer's market today with some money selling pineapple jelly. Jam. Jam, pineapple jam, jam, which was really good. Can I check anything in anything for the pizza? You want, but we're not very funny on asking. <laughs> we're just gonna stick you on that and make you jam. So you can try. See what I have. Hey, okay. Um, just a couple of paperwork back behind the scenes kind of things. They, these guys are already well acquainted with him. Um, NPC is here. Okay. Um. That it is. Well, I'll tell you what, Jason, you want to give uh, kind of a, what's up in your story in the pizza? You want to give kind of a rundown of, or a sum up of where we've been so far? Um, Maybe tell the situation. And... Do you know the general outline? Not where you are right now. Okay. Um, when we last left our intrepid band of uh, variously numbered heroes, um, we were escaping a uh, planet who had just undergone something like a revolution, uh, with the mob faction knocking over the uh, zealot faction, and uh, it, with the empire being caught out of it because of uh, gravitic electro disturbances, they couldn't get close enough to the planet to actually do anything because they didn't have the specially equipped equipment. Um, so the mob took over with uh, basically battle droids, uh, specially modified to work in the ionized atmosphere. And uh, we got away, uh, quite creatively, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now we're on to our next stop. Left behind a shovel, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, we got we got some we got a transport out of them. The situation sort of. Leading up to this point. I mean, it's been very episodic what we've done because we've gone to a planet, things have happened. We've gone to a planet, things have happened. Gone to a planet, things have happened. And so, you know, each one, we're kind of at the beginning, we're still at the same point we are at the end. So, uh, how far into the tour? Uh, were it two stops? Three no, stops? Well, no, we played. A year plus. A year plus. Yeah. So the, the tour has been running for a year. Mm -hmm. At the very start of that year, what's General knowledge, um, 
the tour has basically gone on for a year plus whatever um, we gotta need to figure out um, what you guys' relationship uh, Ridian Blaze am I pronouncing that correct? Yes, we take that. Ridian Blaze uh, is working as a promoter. Um, I have a fair bit. Oh, did you go? Yeah. yeah. Been working as a promoter for the, uh, or publicist, or however you want to phrase that. Um, so occasionally he's not with the tour. Maybe, so he was not with you guys when you guys had your first assassination attempt and your second assassination attempt. No, uh, no, we were caught in a coup. It was not an assassination. No, no, no. Before that. Oh. Remember on the Debarsion, they tried yes. to kill us, and then... The, and they, the little kid tried to kill us. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Taking friends everywhere. Yeah. So... You're really not a bad person. Um, yeah, you guys have, have not had the best luck in the last two planets you've been to. But we're sort of starting a year into this because the first nothing really exciting happened for the first year of the tour. My brother got kidnapped a year ago. Oh yeah, her her brother got kidnapped the year, like, almost immediately before the tour started. Was kind of the last. So the tour making money? The tour is, by all, it, I mean, you guys are getting paid, so yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's, the Empire is paying us. Yeah, the Empire, the oh. Empire is paying, so it's not about making money per se. The Empire is paying for everyone's talent, so they're in there paying well. So there's no issue of like they're they're charging extra fees because of everything's gotten blown up or no. The, so far, you guys have not caught any flack about. Let's see, we got attacked, mm-hmm. and I think that's about it. Maybe we lost a we traded a shuttle for a transport. Yeah. Well, the, we're going to pick up a few hours after that. Oh, okay. So you guys haven't had a little time to catch flack over that. Good. Now <laughs> <laughs> you're the. Who are you playing now? Sixton Bayaxi. Okay, you're the boss, right? No, no, no. I used to shoot them clankers. You're the bodyguard. Yeah. All right. He was a former clone bodyguard. That's who they're like. That's the New Zealand accent. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks. I've been working in again. And Joel Elite. I don't know if we're really brave. We'll try and make. Sign or something for you. Yes, this is what I look like in cities. This is what I look like when I put in armor. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I remember that one. (laughs) Ah. Because clones age twice as fast, and it's just before the Battle of Yavin a couple of years. I look like I'm in my 60s. Close to 30 years old, but but I'm just a little older than Joel. But you've seen a lot of wear and tear in those years. <laughs> you got it. Apparently, in this year, <laughs> it's like, uh, um, okay. Couple of other. You guys probably need to figure out just a, just a quick two-word description of what kind, what sort of relationship you guys have developed over a year. Just stunt. <laughs> <laughs> cool. This so Ridian. Yep. Okay. You've actually mentioned him by name in one of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> when you guys canceled the concert, um, I actually suggested before we played that you add in his character name somewhere into the. Oh, okay. And you did mention him by name. So after the uh, initial assassination attempt on the planet of Avaram, uh, which consists of someone blowing up an asteroid in the 
path and trying to cause a hyperspace wreck, and then attack you with a attack them with a minuscule fighter, which was not sufficient to attack. Um, which we learned out of character is probably not. Um, these were not pros trying to take you guys out. This was uh, rebels, but not very competent rebels. I tried to take you guys out. The um, and then after, then someone snuck into the concert venue when you guys were set when they were setting up the, before the the concert and tried to take out uh, Joel and it turned out to be a young girl about 14 years old who tried to kill Joel. Other characters we've mentioned there's Raxai who is one of the ship's technicians who is a burpine or burpine tech and ZFX who tends to go everywhere with you guys. ZFX32, he's a, a sta basically a stage manager droid. He runs lights and sounds and hollows and all that sort of thing for the concerts. So he kind of has to tag along with you guys. Um, he's a little sarcastic. Sixton uh, really doesn't care for him and had his memory wiped last. <laughs> Uh, he doesn't show up. He's like memory wipe. But that picture that I, I gave you was is um, Sexton. He's kind of ape like. Uh, oh yes, sorry. This is Sexton. He's not ape like. Um, you want to show him the ship real no. quick? Give him. He's the ally. Give him some ways to find quarters in the ship so we know where he's staying. Are we on the diversion? Not currently, but it's in tow. Oh, okay. Well, it's in, it's in the, you guys are still board preeminent. So this is a slice model of the Devarshan. Let's see. I think we go level one. This is actually level one. Okay. So this is where everything actually is. There's actually one more deck below that, but it has that eye. So six in tier, rolls here. So pick your stateroom. It's a clunky, big, luxurious. Yeah, it's a, it's a yacht, is <laughs> what it is. Yeah, I'm just smart at the first game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm right across the hall from you. <laughs> We're racing the disc game. Okay. <laughs> Funny how that works. Yeah. <laughs> and I am... Me, I'm located near the stage area and theater, so, yeah. Episode 3, Pen Umbra. Walking away from the collapsing political situation on Ord Matea, Joel Elite and our entourage prepared to take on a different sort of assignment for the Empire. Riding in the belly of the Star Destroyer preeminent, the crew head out into the unknown regions to the recently discovered planet Selactria IV, a mysterious world of contrast. As the crew attempt to walk the dangerous laser between darkness and light, death and light, joy and despair, they remain unaware of the dangerous secret they carry with them and the looming evil preparing to envelop the galaxy. You guys have just returned. You managed to get aboard the Star Destroyer preeminence, getting out of the system, aboard your freighter. Raxi was not necessarily feeling so hot after the EM soup that you guys waded through. Burbine are pretty sensitive to that sort of thing. Got home, promptly regurgitated whatever was in her stomach. Or its stomach, I guess we're fine, or asexual. And you are greeted by the captain, Tet Siev. We're at least briefly introduced to him last time. And Tet Siev comes down to the docking bay as you guys walk off the ship and kind of give you guys a dressing down. And, okay. So, you lost my shuttle. The political situation down there is 
a disaster now. The Imperial governor is assassinated. What went wrong? We didn't do anything. We did what we were supposed to. I don't think he was referring to anything we may have done. I think he's just gathering more intelligence on the situation. I don't know. It sounded like blame to me. You were there to smooth over things. We were preparing for a concert and didn't even get the concert started and everything went nuts. What's her name? Um, President Mel Barshos, um, suddenly she came in with her guards and they took all of the Nemoidians prisoner um, and, well, not prisoner, they shot them all. Um, <laughs> This was an extremely well pre-planned assault. They had uh, multiple types of uh, attacking attackers, including uh, infantry and air support, including antiquated droid models. So the only person, person, the only Nemoidian who definitely who wasn't dead when we left the ballroom where where I was supposed to perform was High Priest Jaloon. Everybody, all of the rest of the Nemoidians were dead. It doesn't sound, doesn't sound like there's much you guys could have done, but this is a disaster. Agreed. I'm quite concerned about the High Priest. I, I hope that he makes it through this. I, this was an awful situation. And the Governor? Did he survive? Uh, the Governor was in the room. Uh, Sixton, do you remember? Did, he was there at that front table. All the shooting started and... Jason doesn't remember. You guys didn't ask when the, it was going down. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think I had any distinct memory one way or the other. We were trying to get the hell out of there with our skin intact. My job was to take care of Joel, and I did my job. Your job is still as a soldier of the Empire, and you were still serving the Empire's interest. You couldn't have at least seen whether he survived the initial assault? Last time I saw him, he was alive. Very well. I'll make arrangements for a recovery operation. We'll need some special equipment, and we're not equipped to give that here. Well, at the very least, you can take the transport back and start an initial landing. When when we were leaving, the um, uh, it looked like uh, President Barshaw's had um, what, fighters flying from her hemisphere toward the Nemoidian half of the planet. Yeah. Headed to take out all the Nemoidian. Like, it looked like. It, they were using uh, the. Spike? Spike? They were they were using the home spike as a transfer point for droid fighters from one hemisphere to the other. So I don't think any of the Nemoidians are safe at this point. The Nemoidians are not my concern. As long as the the flow of supplies continues, it may not be worth it to actually trying to recover control of the planet. They're still making money off the Empire. It's just not the ideal situation. Well, I think President Barshaw is going to get you your your supplies. I don't think the interruption of supplies is really... I don't think that's going to be a problem. I think the Empire should be fine with 
that's going to continue. Barb Schultz made that clear in a discussion that she and I had while we were preparing for the concert. That is her main goal, is to keep that part going. It's the Nemoidians that, I mean, basically, there's, it's going to be genocide on their half of the planet. Doesn't the Empire care about the genocide of an entire half-planet of Nemoidians? The Nemoidians have always been troublesome people. Their scum set this galaxy ablaze with the Clone Wars. I don't think anyone will miss a few million Nemoidians. As it turns out, you have a, been given a new assignment. And given the disaster that seems to be following you these days, I'm not sure that this is a good plan, but it's not my call. I believe you are familiar with your friend or promoter, Ridian Blaze. Mr. Blaze, could you come over here, please? Yes, yes, yes. Happy to be back. Ha <laughs> Mr. Blaze suffers from an abundance of personality, if you ask me. You guys are being sent on what I can only describe as a disaster of an idea. They've asked, they being the Imperial Diplomatic Corps, has asked the propaganda board to loan you out to them for an important task. I don't have all the details, just that you've been asked for and the IPB has approved your reassignment temporarily. Um, and so we will be departing the sector immediately. There are a couple of stipulations to this new assignment, and you'll be told that you'll be briefed upon arrival. Now, what do you think that, what makes you think that this is going to be a disaster, Commander? Well, given your proven negotiation skills, since people don't seem to actually like you very much, putting you in a diplomatic situation strikes me as a recipe for chaos. Yeah, I wouldn't have done that myself, neither. Nevertheless, your handlers at the IPB seem to think that this is a good idea. We'll be heading to Salactrius 4. This is a newly discovered planet, and I don't have a, a whole lot of details to give you. The ambassador will fill you in when you arrive. There are a couple of stipulations, though, for this trip. The planet's location is still highly classified. Therefore, you will not be permitted outside the ship, and in fact, your nav computer will be disabled to prevent you from getting a stellar lock once you are out of this vessel. We will take you to the outskirts of the Selactria system. You will take your vessel and land on Selactria, and from there, proceed as instructed by the ambassador. But we aren't supposed to leave the vessel. On my ship. I don't want your crew interacting with mine. Your crew will remain aboard the Devarshan for the entire duration of this trip. I hope you guys have a clean clothes because you got seven days of travel time. Any other questions? What's the ambassador's name? Ambassador Boliana Arkham. She's some 
political appointees. Any further questions? Anything else you can tell us would be appreciated. I don't like being thrown off the deep end either. I'm told the ambassador will brief you. I don't have any information. Most, as I said, most of the information on Selectria is uh, classified. What else is in the Selectria system? We, I have no intelligence. I've got hyperspace coordinates and told you where to take you. My ship is not a shuttle, but someone seems to think it's a good idea for a Star Destroyer of the Imperial Navy to be hauling around bits of fluff. Hey. We're cute bits of fluff. <laughs> I'll light up, Captain. Yeah, we'll be out of your hair soon enough. Seven days. Please take Mr. Blaze aboard your ship. I'm not sure I can handle his exuberance any further. Well, it's been a pleasure since I've been here, and uh, let me tell you, we will stay out of your hair for the rest of the trip. You have a great day, sir. Clicks his heels, and sort of a military turn, and storms off with the stormtrooper to and tow. Well, gang, blowing up planets and things like that, and changing leaders and everything, and if we were actually being paid for this gig just by, you know, ticket sales, we'd be in trouble. But we're not, so I don't care. <laughs> Good times. Any other difficulties? Nothing but normal. Hmm. Well, this next mission, we really need to keep the... Uh, Body counts, political turnover, however you want to call it, down lower. Okay, so what can we do to not cause these issues, do you think? Give me one idea, both of you. Tell the ambassador we already are dead. That might work, but then we wouldn't be able to play the show. Doesn't sound like there's a show to play. Good question. What do they want us to do? Well, we'll sign up some more. What is your suggestion? Send it to places that are quite as hot and crazy. That's a good idea too. And you know, I will suggest that next time. Of course. Send it back to the ITV. I'm also suggesting that we get some uh, additional combat training on this, but I wouldn't hold your breath on that. Well, I could talk to Daddy. Maybe Daddy would have a little influence. All right. Anything else I need to know before we? Uh... Just a side comment. We do know Daddy is the. Uh, Moth. Moth. Yeah, uh, the, Ali, Ali is the. Uh, Torban um, Ali. Torban is the person. He's way up there in the. Elite military hierarchy. I don't particularly like him, but I'm certainly not above Using asking <laughs> daddy for things. <laughs> I have an 18 year old who was raised with this person. Okay, so you guys actually have seven days aboard the ship where you're pretty much locked in. At some point, uh, an Imperial crew will come in and uh, disable the data computer on the ship. They'll uh, they'll take your R2 unit and basically strip out those functions temporarily. You guys have an R2 unit on the ship, but he's, uh, they'll take away his data computer programming essentially and just like that scale out. I didn't, I didn't do it. Okay. Okay. Um, so you guys have seven days to kill while you were locked in the ship. Um, 
Is there anything you want to accomplish in this time? You know what kind of people live in the Galactrian? Galactrian system? Galactria is the name of the planet. Anything about Galactria whatsoever. You can make a knowledge planetary systems role if you need some desire. Can we do any research and and take an extra turn to be careful or sure. thoughtful about that. Right. <laughs> and he did the, the uh, captain did mention this planet has been classified and newly discovered. So those two things are really working against you. We don't have any dice out either. No, I don't actually. You can only tell how hard I play in the session on being by having dice at picture. <laughs> <laughs> I only picked six dice. This could be a cakewalk today. <laughs> That's what I had twelve first. <laughs> Those big guys that were going to make much out of us last week. Oh, when, when I had to, when I was talking about needing 50 dice to roll for Vader, that. Break up real one. Alright. Um, do, do I know if our communications are being monitored? Uh, any, because you're inside the ship, any communications or routes through the Star Destroyer, okay. so you can probably guess that. Oh, I rolled a one on the fourth side, so I didn't learn that, I'm sure. You don't even find a name. <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and try and do one of the planetary systems, mm -hmm. catch up from last session. Mm -hmm. I spent my fourth point. Did I do it heroically enough to gain another one? I'm going to say walking up to the droids was stupid enough, not heroic. <laughs> it was, not, was stupid, not heroic. It was ballsy. <laughs> it, ballsy is one way to describe it. 16. Good die. <laughs> 22. Yeah. 26. I'm systems. You have heard the name before. Uh, a couple of traders have uh, been to the planet before. Newly discovered is always kind of a funny phrase within the Empire. Newly discovered probably refers to officially discovered. As in, so people have probably been here before. Um, and so you've heard the name kicking around. Uh, not a whole lot of that also. Uh, is and just stepping outside the game for just a second, um, this planet is more of a the, the, the challenges associated with this planet will not necessarily be direct conflict resolution or something like that, as much as it is mystery. This planet is confusing as hell um, and trying to figure out. I will get bonus points for figuring out things before they're revealed. So you're, you know, discussing, asking questions of, of people and that sort of thing. Your investigative skills are kind of what's at stake here. Okay. Not so much. There will be potential combat and that sort of thing, but um, this is this planet is more about finding out what's going on rather than so as for a flavor as far as flavor goes. Just to give you an idea of what's going on. Well, then uh, I have to make my Monthly contact with my good friend, Colonel Navida. Okay. Uh, say, hi, how you doing? I'm fine. By the way, know anything about Selectress 4? Okay. This is the, uh, okay, you know who I'm talking about? 
I'm specifically wondering um, what sorts of information you could be asking about. Um, met at someplace special. Uh, don't know if you've heard of it. I'm told it's new to discover. Um, can't find out much about it. Uh, don't know if you know anything. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Uh, but we've been uh, sidelined by propaganda and picked up by the diplomatic board. For a newly discovered planet. And we are, uh, there are exceptional security precautions happening, including uh, obfuscation of our navigator. Let's see here. Let me see, run a database check. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I was composing a one way letter. Oh, okay. Oh, rather okay. Than, rather than okay the, that's fine. That's fine. We can do uh, you get back a letter saying basically, worth the effect that yes, um, I went through my records. I found uh, one particular case of with uh a guy we listed as a smuggler. It was an itinerary that he'd been there uh, fairly recently. He was carrying some uh, medicinal goods that we, or medicinal goods being a buzzword for probably drugs of some kind. Uh, he said he got there. We couldn't even identify it, so we discharged him with smuggling anyway. He had a rap sheet long enough that it didn't really matter. Um, me getting back. Any idea um, how much money is being spent by the diplomatic corps relative to other projects? Okay. Uh, by the time as this kind of transit is slow enough that you're going to you basically aren't going to have a reply yet. You okay. get one, but not yet. Okay. I didn't know if you wanted to make it like a total of like three sessions over seven days or travel time while you're in going while you're in hyperspace, you don't actually have communication outside of the holonet. So they have to drop out of hyperspace, which they do it typically to take to remeasure routes and, and remeasure recalculate the course. Um, but send a letter, dump. Maybe we get one back after the second jump. By the time you get there, you haven't received it much information yet. Really, okay. what are you doing on the trip? Um, I'm just going to be assessing the crew, looking for any sort of uh, issues, such as maybe somebody is like partying a little bit too hard while they're waiting around. You know what I mean? And by the crew, I mean like yeah. you know the concert. Yeah. A lot of them are sort of artist types, so maybe there may be a little bit of that, and they get tend to a little get a little stir crazy after they've been hooked up in the ship for a while. Mm -hmm. A few arguments here and there, nothing, uh, nothing too out of the ordinary. You've interacted with the crew enough that you don't really feel like nothing setting up the alarm. Like we need to get rid of this guy. Mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna go ahead and get a hold of my. I'd like to send a message to my ex partner too. Okay. Um, after I get the response from uh, Colonel Medita, um, asking if he's heard anything about any sort of um, unidentified smuggling coming out of uh, the Flactress 4 system. Okay. Let's see if I can get a response from that. Okay. What's that? I'm going to refresh my memory. What planet were they on? 
we never quite determined that. We've determined now that it's just because the way the planets are set up, it's probably inner rim or core. Okay, that wouldn't be, I would not have seen anything from the other planets or it's unknown space. Right, I just didn't know if he would know because it was underworld stuff. No, no there's no. You got, you got a phenomenal role in that planetary system, I know. which is why anyone even heard of it at all. Um, select, again, Select Rear 4 is obscure. And with billions of planets in the, in the galaxy. Joel, anything else you're doing on this trip? I guess I'm feeling a little, um, maybe I'm writing some songs. Okay. Given my new, um, fairly emotional experiences with me, you know, shot at and starting to experience the world, interacting with people who are in very difficult situations. Okay. Alright. Um, ZFX continues to prowl the ship as he normally does. Um, sometimes it seems almost like he likes annoying Sixton. Um, there is no... He doesn't give any indication that he remembers anything for that time that his memory was wiped for. Um, you can interrogate him if you wish, but so far he's given no indication that it's Anything other than a memory wipe happened. Um, any racks I still probably throwing off. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. That's it. I, I guess I could call home. If you want, you can. I guess I'll call Dad and say hi. Check in. Let know we're safely off of. You let it go to either he lets it go to voicemail or you. He's not really interested in talking apparently. But knowing your father, it, this wouldn't be typical. He tends to distance himself from anything that's going to make him look bad. And if you, if your name is um, less popular these days, because then he might push you away for a while. While as concerned about reputation as both your parents are, that's not out of character for them. Safely. Um, yeah, not really enjoying this whole, um, being in really crappy political situations anymore, Dad. Guess I'll talk to you when I talk to you. So, Mom and Sis, I said hi. Okay. So, we're pretty much wrapped up for the seven days. Um, this would be the time you officially spent your character points for the game adventures were advancing good character advances. Can I in, up my investigation skill? Mm -hmm. I don't know how to do that. What's your current investigation skill? It's just it's my perception. Which is four. Four points to go forty B plus one, four points to go forty plus two, four points to go five B. And that will be 
spend the number before the number before the D for the current value. Sorry, I thought I spent some of my character points on that. Spent two last time upping again as well, I think. Yeah. And I've spent all mine because I just keep using advancement in game. So yeah, it looks like I spent five last time. You spent a couple. Oh, that's right. You spent a bunch of that. You got shot in the head. Yeah. Okay. To keep from being stunned. So, um, so seventeen minus five would be twelve. So I could exactly go up to five. Yeah, years. but you know, keep a couple of them. Yeah, keep a couple of them. So we'll go to forty fifty. Um, which leaves me with four. And you've already spent yours, so you're good. You've already spent yours, so you're good. Okay. So, finally, the Star Destroyer pops out of hyperspace. You guys now, now no longer have a um, functioning Navi computer, but okay, none of you guys, none of you three are actually astrogators of much skill. Uh, you drop out of the Star Destroyer's hangar and you're treated to a view of a huge black void. Unlike any travel you've undertaken before, the Selectrian system is clearly far out from the edge of the galaxy, where you would normally see a field of stars, only a faint glow of distant galaxies is present. One, only one direction can you see the arc of stars that makes up the bulk of your own galaxy. Clearly, you're well into the unknown territories of wild space. Cortez of mid-sized and aggressive-looking gunboats leisurely take up escort positions around your vessel. Um, what type of gunboats? Unfamiliar design. Okay. But just short range gunboats. Gotcha. Okay. You can't recognize that from here. Gunboats, are, as far as size, they're probably about, each one is probably about the size of your vessel, but they're okay. aggressive looking little things and cannons and mounted on them. Okay. Well, let's just go ahead and take a look. Um, can I identify what sort of armament and maybe shields and get just a general idea of their structural? It'll be in knowledge. I'll eat what you use uh, tactics if you have it, or uh, starfighter powering if you have it. Any of those? I got, I got knowledge tactics. I got one on the force dial. Okay. Rat. <laughs> Give me a seven out of seven dice. Okay. No. No. You have no idea. <laughs> Man, those windows are foggy. Breathe on them. Ridian, Revolve. Nothing. Okay. Okay. Let's see what happens. As you close the docking bay, the stamina turns and moves away from the flex, back away from the flexion space to return to the designated holding pattern several light years outside the system. There, you wait for your signal. Wait for your signal. There, to wait for the signal to return and pick you up. The gunboats lead you deeper in the system, past the gas giants and its many moons. A mid-sized terrestrial world with rich purple oceans and orange clouds above. High above the planet, linked by a gossamer skyhook, is a multi-colored orbital station several hundred kilometers wide, made of glowing spheres. Can you go through that again, Star? Mm -hmm. Um, 
travel you dropped out of the start of the Star Destroyer, the gunboats escorted you back towards the into the system. The Star Destroyer took off to where it's going to wait for you. And you pass the gas giant with lots of moons. And what you see as you come close to the planet is uh, a multicolored orbital station, several hundred kilometers wide, made of glowing spheres, attached to the planet by a skyhook, also known as a space elevator or um, orbital cable. So, skyhook, orange purple planet. Yeah. Gas giant, many moons. Got it. Wild space. Gunships continue to escort you in without communication until you're a scant few kilometers from the station. A harsh female voice breaks over the comm, speaking like the clip tones of a human from one of the core worlds, maybe Cordyson. About time you got here, Devarshan. This is Boliana Archon of the Imperial Diplomatic Corps. I've been informed that you're cleared to dock at Bulb 3144. My adjutant and I will be up there in a few minutes to brief you. Please have your staff standing by for a meeting. Because the common doesn't bother to wait for a reply. Empire is always friendly. Yeah. The ship is brought in uh, to rest inside one of the docking domes, which closes and seals. Um, again, the station is a collection of spheres that peel back to provide a landing platform and then seal back up. Uh, after the dome is pressurized, a human woman steps out from the lift nearby and um, to the base of the landing ramp. She's beautiful, dressed quite formally in an elegant dress. Her eyes, however, display the disdain and contempt that seems so common these days with members of the Imperial Upper Echelon. That's one of that speller. D-O-L-E-A-L. Well, I think I need to make, I think I need to establish some dominance here, so I'm going to be in my uh, full armor with helmet on okay. and armed. All right. What are you wearing? One of my happy little suits. Okay. And Joel? Do you have happy little clouds and happy little flowers? Well, not to mention happy little trees. I am in just my usual um, kind of casual ish attire. Okay. So she's waiting for you at the bottom of the ramp. I'm assuming the three of you are descending down the ramp. Mm-hmm. Okay. And who's first? <laughs> I'll go first. Okay. Sure. I just know I go after him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always behind six Holds out a hand, sort of almost courtly gesture. My dear, it's so wonderful to be here. We heard that you have a job for us. Yeah, I have an assignment for you. Wonderful, mm. wonderful, wonderful. My uh, adjutant will be along with us in, in just a moment or two. He was downloading the last of the data file for you. I would prefer if we could handle your briefing on your ship. I'm never sure the local populace hasn't bugged my 
meeting rooms. Uh, I'm sure that this would offend the Agatic to no end, but could we please get some refreshments served while we're while we do the briefing? I miss being able to discuss things over a meal. Of course, of course, I'll see to it. And uh, of course, you know the other members of the uh, main party here. Good day, Ambassador. I'm Noel Elite. Elite. I've heard your name. Captain Sixton Bioxtrick. I retire. Sure. Okay. Can we get aboard your ship? And about that time, there's this clatter from behind her, and she turns around, and there is a young man dressed in... Um, also formal robes of oranges and, and tans uh, with a hat. Um, and he is and Master Archon gives an exasperated sigh. May I present Junior Ambassador Liata Relist? Scowls at him displeased. Airing a stack of data pads and which he'd managed to dump all over the deck and sort of hastily clumsily. Putting them back into a sack and being rejoining. I guess head back up the ramp. Okay. I stand aside and let her go on board if she'd like to. Okay. She waits for assistance, so glaring at him, and then when he is almost there, she goes up into the ship. I wait until he arrives, goes up to the ship as well. Okay. Close up the ship, the ship closes up. And you're back aboard the ship. I'm assuming you guys are headed to. You guys can pick where you want to meet in the show. But. I'm going by way of my room because I'm picking something up. Okay, what are you picking up? The Dalabar Microelectronics NI632, okay. also known as the but the eavesdropper. Okay. Um, so is the lounge, lounge build right now, or you guys can clear it. I mean, you guys can clear it. You can check to clear it. I'll go ahead a little bit and kind of clear it, and have uh, assume we have like a staff book. You have a drink in the Lab, you know, fix up something and I'll take care of that while they're kind of talking about it. One of the characters we've mentioned by name in the past is uh, BNQES, the, uh, you guys have medical droid, mm-hmm. um, aka <laughs> the bitch droid. Um, go ahead and run <laughs> Um, but I'm just mentioning that just if you want to work that into your dialogue. Uh, we have deliberately kept the names of many of the crew kind of vague, just so if you were mentioned someone by name or something like that, you can throw them into dialogue, that's fine. Um, part of the reason is that if we add new players, I want them to be able to come out of the crew rather than um, just randomly showing up out of nowhere. So, do we have like a chef on each side? Android chef, it would be more likely. Okay. Name it if you want, but I didn't, don't have one in mind. Thank what pop 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 on it. Pick a name. What's the wow. one? Uh, <laughs> too much on the spot, man. I can't handle Okay, that's all right. Yeah. There is a droid who cooks, period. We'll come up with a funny name later. Yeah, but now it's just Cookie. To talk to you. Yeah. Okay. I'll just call him Cookie. Okay. Okay. So I head out and uh, 
address cookie and see what we can get while the esteemed rest of the little group here talks to her. Okay, are you going to the brief, the main lounge or the? Oh uh, yeah. The lounge. Okay. So by the way, where's the where did we get off of this? Oh, the document is actually the deck down a little bit. Oh, okay. the, these actually uh, the cargo bays actually have sort of uh, ramps that come down, so you could come in through that way if you wanted. But there's no really no reason to come in through the uh, the deck below, which would be where the main ramp is. As everybody's getting settled, I'll go ahead and whip out the. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make a, a roll to check your for traps. Or check for, I guess uh, it's under security. Yeah, we'll call that security communication. Yeah, same difference. I think you get a bonus or two die or two from that. Okay. Uh, how many die bonus? I'll put two on it. Eight, nine, thirteen, fourteen. Okay. You don't detect it, do you? Okay. As everyone finishes getting settled, seated in the lounge, the crew gathers around, and Master Archon dims the lights in the room while our adjutant hands out data pads. Oh, so it's the entire crew being green? Well, you're. Well, I'm just. I'm, I'm trying to figure out. No, just the people who will be going forward. Anyone okay. Feels. Anyone you feel is coming with you. Okay. Well, right now we'll we'll keep it small with uh, just uh, Bill and myself. Sorry. <laughs> He's arranging yeah. things with the cook, and yeah. uh, I. You can come in at any point. The ship's not locked up, so. Yeah. I'm just kind of hanging out and then kind of get a first one, making sure everything's right. VFX should probably be in here because he he needs to hear the stipulation. I know. But VFX should probably be in here because he needs to hear the situations if we're going to do any kind of performance. Uh, she's slide in the room while the adjutant hands out data. First of all, the ambassador begins. First of all, the ambassador begins. Let me be clear that it was me who requested you here. I know this isn't really your line of work, but my reasons will become clear very soon. We click the hull projector to a view of Selactria floating in space. First, a bit of history lesson. The Blackstream system is not newly discovered, as you might have been led to believe. It's more like just noticed. They've obviously, they're obviously a space-bearing species, and there's fairly obvious evidence that they've been in contact with the Old Republic, though never officially. She puts the control on the hull projector and switches to an image of a nightmarish creature, nearly 2.5 meters tall at the shoulder, two elephantine legs extended down to the shoulder. Huge sweeping tail forms a third part of the tripod that the creature balances on. The creature is nearly half as wide as it is tall, extending from from each shoulder is a sheep with prehensile tentacles. Wears little in the way of clothing, and you can see its massive chest inhale and exhale. The creature appears mostly reptilian or perhaps amphibian, though it, the way it leans forward on its forelegs gives the impression of a knuckle-walking ape. This is a fairly typical member of their species, perhaps a bit handsomer than most. I'll spare you the details, but this world has a number of resources that would be invaluable to the Empire. While we would ordinarily annex the planet directly, it's felt that a strong sense of, that the strong sense of boundaries that the Agatic uh, have would result in the need to put down any resistance violently. 
Unfortunately, much of the planet's wealth is chemical and biological, and it's felt the military action, such as a subjugation bombardment, would only destroy the wings ever since the Empire so desperately needs. So, we need a diplomatic solution. And we've not been able to engage in any sort of meaningful di diplomatic dialogue. Simply put, they won't talk to us. At least not officially. They're happy to tell us all about their culture, their planet, their history. They won't talk diplomacy. That's where you come in. It turns out the Egatic are weird about music. Anywhere there you go, they're always making music. Humming, singing, however they make a sound. Uh, we had a pipe, so it's actually pretty creepy. One starts, and pretty soon they're all doing it. Master Arkham nods. My aide is right. It's creepy. You'll see what I mean. The whole point of this is that they're very focused on music. A number of historical texts refer to high singers, who are whose presence is required for any form of negotiation. We asked, and indeed, that's what the Agatic are waiting for. They won't talk to us unless we bring our high singers to the table and they bring their high singers to the table. Thus, why you're here. I wander in about there. Question so far. And about that, we have. It's my idea. So, their high singers? I don't, I don't understand. They have people who are. Are they like religious figures or? I don't know. This is. Can't learn that much about the culture yet. They I can't. I won't talk to you that much about it. I'm here to negotiate their annexation, not do a, a sociological study on them. And what exactly are we? And what exactly are we planning to uh, gain from the resources of this planet? Quite simply put. Lactria 4 is a treasure trove of bio biochemicals. And uh, they're not willing to engage in any sort of trade relationship? Trade relations, yes. But in the volumes that the Empire requires or desires, it's insufficient. So have we been trading with them? Not efficient. A few smugglers here and there, some exploratory traders, it, like made planet fall a number of times, and I, when I say planet fall, I mean that extremely loosely. The, the Agatic don't believe in allowing starships onto their planet. There's a lot of things the Agatic don't believe in. So they they don't want starships on their planet. So the starships can come to the floating. Um... Exactly. Maybe. And then the skyhook. Can bring people down. Yeah, we everyone, all traffic is required to go through Launch Point Eterno, which is where you are right now. They won't allow starships on their planet. The Gaddock have a strange idea of segregation. If in everything, something about some event in their past, everything must either be of a thing or not of a thing. A few of those, uh, or a few things that are transitional. This station, this is a place of the void. No starships are allowed on the planet. Starships are void things. They stay in space. The Skyhook is one of those few things that's been designated as transitional, so it can cross between worlds. They have no parks in their cities because cities are places of technology. They won't even keep pets or house plants. Those are natural things, and they belong in the natural world. It's not to say they don't have cities, they just live in them and 
have technology in them. Okay, so, wow, you're really confusing me here. So, cities have technology, non-cities have natural life, like plants and pets and things. Correct. So they don't actually have to keep pets. Okay. This is a different society. How's their, what's their leadership set up like? The only individual that we're aware of in their political structure is their prime minister. They do have the high singer that they want you to meet. Name is Vitanica. Now, bear in mind, we'll still do, we'll still handle all the negotiations. We're not asking you to do handle the negotiations, but they insist that I see them must be present from both sides. The prime minister's name is uh, Mail Gorathon. And to bring, provide colors of the prime minister. <laughs> now, do these exotic, do they speak basic? They seem to pick up languages pretty well. We've never encountered someone who didn't speak basic. We, that may be a courtesy on their part. And, uh... And I did not provide you with the... I keep the... Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. And, uh, Mr. Rellest, how did you hear about us? Why were you... Why were you... Wawa, 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 Wawa. Why were you interested in having us come and help? Well, when talking about singers, there's at least the hottest thing on the side of the galaxy. If anyone qualified as a high singer, that, that's her. Do they seem to communicate through music? I mean, it, it almost sounds like they're passing the song from one another. From what you say, I mean, the way you described the pretty creepy where one starts and then they're all kind of joining in, almost passing the song. It should be told, I'm not an ethnologist. I, I, I don't know what they're doing. They won't talk to me. That this is where you come in. They they insist that a high singer is required. So when's our meeting with them scheduled? Tomorrow. And here's the kicker you're not going to like. Remember that thing I said where everything has its place? Yeah. Well, their place of negotiation is on the far side of the planet. You're going to need to get down there. And since they won't allow starships down there, you're going to have to travel across the planet. How do they travel across the planet? Oh, well, for much of it, it's speeder travel. They do have a road system. They, oh, they do have several areas that are wild. You're going to love riding on a GAC. A GAC, okay. As far as things go, they, I've smelled worse. Go, go, beast riding skills. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I learned about <coughs> Jedi for a reason. So, how long is this, is it going to take us to get from the launch station to the planet to the negotiation place? 
you've got a couple of hours before you have to before it gets critical that you have to leave, but you do need to sort of hurry on the way. This uh this segregation of things that they are so into. Does this include segregating us from us co- our coverings and our gear? No. In fact, the Agatic have a strongly personal sense of de- self-defense. They believe that an individual's in, uh, own integrity is their responsibility to protect. So, and she lifts up the cover of her dress, revealing glass. Like inside her dress, she's going to blast her. Uh, I carry this. Not that I've ever had to use it, but the Agatic actually would re- respect you if you're carrying weapons. So. It, that's not a problem at all. All right. Good to know. I'll make sure everybody's well, well, uh, well into self-defense. So what would we need for the performance itself? Or I should say meeting. There is a concert that I, I think I got that was sent on to me by the IPB that they with a set list. Uh, I can feed that over to your droid. I'm sure they would like. A performance from you? After the meeting or before? That That's up to you. You know, early would be probably better. How do the Agatic feel about droids? They use them. They've got their own designs, of course, but... So they, they're okay with droids using and the technology, that's, that's fine. Okay. They understand that individuals are somewhat transitional. So, uh, your own, while they seem to be fairly monolithic in, as individuals, uh, very single focused, they understand that we are more spread thin. We are, do not focus on one particular aspect of our lives and, uh, that our droids are somewhat significant extension of that. So with this segregation of things, what's their uh, attitude towards technology? As long as it's within a technological area, they have no issue. The negotiation area, what kind of area is it? Is it it's a technology area? No, it, well, it's a meeting place, and therefore by, as the way I understand it, transitional. They, it bring, it's the traditional meeting place for people from all over their world. People, I, I say people, and I mean these creatures. But it's a meeting place for everyone, and therefore it is expected that everyone brings their own bit of themselves into this place. So there will be no issues with your technology at this location. So if we do get a chance to conduct any uh, diplomacy inadvertently, what sort of things should we be uh, careful of asking for or avoiding? Don't tell them we're planning on taking the planet. <laughs> Honestly, militarily, they're not that much of a threat to the Empire. The, the, a couple of Star Destroyers could interdict the system quickly. It's just not an ideal situation. We would rather take the planet by annex rather than forces arms. But if you start a shooting war, that would be unfortunate. Well, I just don't want to be uh, too uh, soft-handed with them if we eventually, the Empire is eventually going to uh, bring down the hard drive. 
we start by offering the hand, then we show the fist. Um, Mr. Blaze, you've been awfully quiet during this. Well, I was just thinking about what we're going to need for the uh, initial show, and of course for the show over there, and going through our uh, equipment list for, that we have on ship. Should have everything in order. Although uh, you just said they would be providing transports for us, didn't you? Yes, all your transport on the planet will be provided. Wonderful. We'll just need to uh, have them meet up with us well before we leave, so that we can start loading. Very well. Going up. My data pad into my computer bracer. Um, just while we're there, I'm just going to kind of do a general inquiry into. Um, The Gaddock, see if there's anything that comes up in the Imperial database. Okay. Probably uh, alien species. Yeah. Actually, since you're doing computer search, it's actually computer operation. Is that our mechanical? No, technical. Okay. Computer project, computer programming. So no. One on the fourth die, one on the other die. Almost like you replied to all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't remind me. That concludes part one of Falling Star Episode 3 Penumbra. Our next episode will most likely be a synopsis of our lost audio before jumping back into the actual play session. Once again, I want to thank all of our submissions for the Step My Navy contest, and special thanks to Corey Lucerin of the Rancor Pit, who won the contest, and Casca1967 of the Star Wars Artists Guild for some of the fantastic images that we received. Until next time, good luck, and may the Force be with you.